Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to On the Preds with me, your host, Alex Darty of A to Z Sports and Sean Smith of On the Forecheck. This is the show where we recap the Preds. We talk plenty of hockey. It is the middle of July, towards the end of July. We are a ways away from training camp, but Sean, we have some Predators news to discuss this week. How's it going? Man, it's going good. You know, you said there's there's news and we were always a little unsure how much news there was going to be. And it seemed like we've gotten... A decent amount of news, so it's exciting to have something to talk about. Yeah, last week, we had, last week we had to talk about, like, Mark Jankowski and, uh, <laughs> um, what's his name, Zach Sanford and yeah, uh, Kiefer Sherwood. Now we get to talk about Nino Niederreiter. Oh, I can't wait. Exciting. Nino Niederreiter has signed a two-year deal worth $8 million dollars. $4 million a year uh, to play for the Nashville Predators for the next two years. Um, so today we are going to talk about that. Where does he fit in? What is he going to bring to the table? Um, we will discuss that and also some interesting interesting ways in which he was brought to the team that I thought was pretty fascinating. And then we're going to also just briefly touch on, do you think David Poyle is done? Do you think he's done with free agency? Uh, so we'll talk about that as well. But Let's jump into it. Nino Niederreiter is a Nashville Predator. Um, I think this move makes a ton of sense. No, I agree. I, I, you know, I think I was really surprised when it happened because it was a name that I didn't really see getting done. I think it got done at a, at a solid price. And I'll, I'll tell you something else, Alex. I know how important charts are to you when, when they mean something. <laughs> and it seems like that... Nino Niederreiter checks all the boxes on on the charts. And I don't mean that in a sarcastic way. I mean that in like, if you were going to look at a chart to show that this person, when they're on the ice, good things happen, Nino Niederreiter is your man. He definitely is. He is a chart guy. So, and what we mean by that is like offensively and then also defensively, Primarily offensively, though, like Nino Niederreiter does a ton of really good stuff in terms of generating offense. Um, he's out there for so many Corsi events for his team, um, that, and he's done it in multiple places. He done it, did it in Minnesota. He did it in Carolina. It's got to be the guy. It's not just who he's playing with. Right. And so I, I think that really suggests – I mean, obviously, we we know why they got the guy. I mean, they they got him because he's going to play offense. He's going to he's going to contribute on off offense. He's going to score probably twenty goals at least. He does that a lot. But he's going to be out there probably with players that need help on offense. And I think I think like um, they didn't just need a twenty goal scorer. They needed someone who can make everyone else around him better. And I think Niederreiter does that. I agree. And I liked what he said when we had the chance to talk to him 
where he said that, you know, he embraced that physical style of play, but he was able to bring the finesse when he needed to. And I think that's something, I think that's what's been lacking is that the Predators have had uh, plenty of players on that second line that could be physical. But the problem was when it came time to bring the finesse and and add that scoring touch and, and just actually make good things happen out there instead of just causing chaos, um, they didn't have it. And now with Niederreiter, I think that box is checked. I think, uh, I think that second line looks a lot better already. Checking boxes. Soon he'll be checking players into the box or into the wall. Um, where will he play? Because I think I, I have, when I first saw the signing, I assumed immediately where he was going to play. Wondered if you thought the same thing. My initial thought, and I do think David, uh, John Hines will, will try multiple things, but where I think he'll end up the most is right next to Ryan Johansson because I just feel like the Forsberg, Granlin, Duchesne thing really just worked too well for most of the year. Of, of course, they they obviously they did Forsberg, Duchesne, Johansson as well, and Granlin was down with players. Perhaps they put Niederreiter back with Granlin, who he played with in Minnesota. But my initial thought is that they go Forsberg, Granlin, Duchesne, and then they have Niederreiter, Johansson, and someone like Tomasino. I guess it's possible Tolvanen gets there, but my my thought would be Tomasino. Um, is that what you think? Um, yeah, I mean that's exactly what I think. I thought they might might try Granlund with Niederreiter and Tomasino just to see what happens. Um, you know, Granlund is somebody who can get up front and cause a lot of disruption in front of the net on his own. I mean, Johansson can do the same, but um, I feel like either one of those centers they have can do really good. You know set up passes and things like that to, to put guys in the best position they need to be in to score goals. And realistically, Niederreiter, maybe on the other side of, of Tomasino, it's really what Tomasino needs is somebody who can make plays. Now, granted, having somebody that can be physical doesn't hurt alongside him, but somebody who can also make plays for him instead of just, you know, maybe say make space for him is, is a big difference. And we, we saw Tomasino on the second line a few times, but it seemed like for the most part he was getting paired with with your uh, with your Nick Cousins or Luke Cunnins of the world, so um, seeing him with someone, I think, with a little more offensive offensive ability is something that that's going to benefit him quite a bit. So one um, interesting thing I saw tonight. This was uh, I got to give credit to Kayla Anderson for finding this WKRN. She found a picture, and I didn't realize this, and then I went and looked at the stats. She found a picture of Ryan Johansson playing with Nino Niederreiter for the Portland Winterhawks back in like 2010. And uh, that was really cool. It's a cool picture. They both look rather young. Um, Ryan Johansson, you know, he, he was prior that or right around there, whatever time that was when he got drafted 2010, I guess was his draft year. Um, he uh, had a great season uh, for them. He had 92 points in 63 games. He was a, a, a highly touted Draft pick that year, and Nino Niederreiter, I guess, was wrapped around the same time, right? I, uh, let's take a look at this. Draft 2010 was Ryan Johansson. When was Nino Niederreiter drafted? Uh, I'm looking it up now. Well, while I looked that up, I that was interesting. And so it's like it, Niederreiter has, what, three, at least three players he's played with, like, significantly in his career. Johansson, Granlund, Roman Yossi, who he played with on the – Swiss national team. Um, so like looking, looking at this, it's just like this whole signing just makes so much sense. Right. 
Yeah. Niederreiter drafted fifth overall, right behind Ryan Johansson. That's cool. Yeah. You're getting some uh, some first-round power from the 2010 draft, right? Yeah. It's about time. Just 12 years later. But still, um, you know, I think it's interesting that, that you have all of these different connections throughout the years because, you know, for someone who's paying attention solely to the Predators, mostly what you would have known more recently about Niederreiter was that uh, unfortunate incident with UC Soros season before last. Um, some members of the media, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name any names may have been on the airwaves calling for Nino Niederreiter's head, but I don't know who that was. I'm not going to say, but still, um, I don't think I remember the incident, just the playoffs, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, they played them 600 times that season. I don't remember if it was in the playoffs, but I believe it involved an elbow to the head and and there was a concussion and something like that. But I'm sure, you know, I think I think what's hard for a lot of people to remember is that at the end of the day, um, a lot of the stuff that I think we see happen on the ice that we go, oh, my gosh, you could never forgive a guy for that. They're like, well, it was it was just hockey. It happens. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully that's I, I, I doubt there's any bad blood there. It's probably like, yeah, that happened. That was unfortunate. But at the end of the day, we're professionals and going to be fine. Yeah, I guess it wasn't too bad for uh, for Nino to not want to come here or to, to Nashville. And I, I think um, uh, we'll we'll see what happens with where he plays. Uh, we know that he'll play top six minutes. That's that's definitely going to happen. Yep. He will play on the power play, maybe only on the second power play, which is interesting because if they keep the first power play the same, Johansson, Duchesne, Forsberg, Granlund, Yossi, then you have Niederreiter to go on the second power play, which was a particularly bad unit last year. It was so bad. I mean, Cousins was on there. It was it was bad. Um, it was unfortunate. So I think I don't know, like Ekholm, Niederreiter, Tolvanen, Tomasino, someone. I I don't know. Do you does, know? Does, maybe you know. Um, yeah. I'm curious. Does did McDonough play uh, any time on the power play, or was he a penalty killing defender? McDonough, I don't think plays a ton on the power play. I don't think it'll. Okay. I think it'll be Ekholm. So it'll be Ekholm. Okay. Ekholm. I, you I, got Tomasino. Maybe, maybe I'll look it up in a second. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't. My instinct is to say no. I think he's probably not a major power play player. Uh, mm. Nita Ryder, by the way, is not a penalty killer either. So he does not play in a penalty killer. He's only a power play, five on five guy. So, um, but still very skilled in the offensive ways of the force. Hmm. So, force. Um, and there was one story that came out. I thought this was fascinating. Um, there was a, a story that came out that was originally in French that we had to get translated into English yeah. uh, about about how the sort of how the signing happened. I mean, that, that Roman Yossi was texting with Nita Ryder at like midnight, telling him to come to Nashville, asked him what number he wanted annually from the Predators when Nino gave him the number. Yoshi said, I'll make it happen. And then like a few hours later, he signed. So Roman Yoshi gets it done. He's the captain of the team for a reason, Alex. That's pretty fascinating. (laughs) 
I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen, you know, one of my first thoughts was like, can he do that? Is that like legal? Isn't that representation? Isn't that, is the NHLPA going to come after him? Probably. I guess it's not a problem. It's not really like he, he signed any documents or he, he presented to, uh, pretended to be a, a legal, a legal supporter of either, either Nino or the Predators, but it was just kind of interesting. You don't really see that kind of uh, story out there very often where he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make this signing happen. Well, I, I think it says a lot. I mean, number one, <laughs> there must have been some interest there anyway, and it looked like they were getting outbid. And I think, you know, maybe when, when Yossi realized this, he's like, oh, man, a chance for uh, Nino to come here and play with me and play in, with this group, which if you think about the other option out there, it sounded like it was the Ducks. And that right yeah. now seems like a place where players go to um, in their careers just in, in silence and with no one watching. Uh, I mean, unless they're playing against a team that has fans, which happens sometimes. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, they were, Yossi was like, you know, what's the story on Nino? And they're like, well, Roman, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. And he was like, give me the phone. Or, or I assume he has his own yeah. phone. You know, it's not 1984. So right. um, and he's like, he gets on the phone. And he's like, I'm going to handle this. Don't worry. I'm a captain of the team for a reason. And just gets the job done. Like, what's it going to take? to bring you to Nashville. And he's like, well, Roman, I'm going to tell you how much it's going to be. And Roman's like, I'll be back. Give me like, give me like five minutes. Next thing you know, Nino Niederreiter's wearing, wearing gold next season. There you go. Um, to answer the Ryan McDonough question, he did not play a ton of minutes on the power play last year. That's probably okay. because they had Victor Hedman, who probably played like all the minutes on the power play. But, yeah, I, I don't expect Ryan McDonough to play in the power play. Um, okay. Uh, so we want to also talk about a couple other things. Before we do that, we wanted to first talk about Relax the Back. So if you are trying to work better, live better, feel better every day, you have to go to Relax the Back, 2020 Glen Echo Road in Green Hills here in Nashville, uh, it is the place to go if you want to sleep well, because if you sleep well, you will live well. Uh, they have a ton of options for customized comfort when you sleep, work, or just relax at home. Uh, they have excellent everything from just like pillows and mattresses to really high-tech chairs and zero-gravity chairs and massage chairs and recliners and beds and stools and all kinds of stuff. Uh, they have this thing called the perfect chair, which has a zero-gravity position. They have a, like a... Like a mechanical one and then also an electric one uh everything you know that you would possibly need to relax your back um and uh, also to go to sleep better so like technogel mattresses for sleeping on at night they've got it's so much better than memory phone you've got to check it out just go there and uh sleep agent is on hand every day to help you figure out your your uh, pain issues help you sleep better uh you can test out all the all the stuff they'll maybe even let you go to sleep on this stuff and just take a nap so um, you might yeah, yeah. You want to go? You want to go take a nap in the middle of the day and see what uh, see how to resolve your pain issues. Go to twenty twenty Glen Echo Road in Green Hills. Learn about the four pillars of wellness: healthy sleep, healthy work, healthy body, and healthy mind. One person who's probably sleeping a little better now that he's got you know Niederreiter on his roster is David Poyle. Do you think, Sean, that David Poyle is done with free agent shopping? right now as we are recording this on july 24th i'm gonna say no 
I'm going to say no, and I'm going to tell you why I say no. I think he is done, but I want to hear your side first. Okay. So here's the thing. There's always availability for the media when Poyle's done. I don't know always, but usually, yes. There has been. We haven't gotten that yet. Now, I'm, I'm well aware that a lot of... Uh, a lot of people are celebrating the marriage of Philip Forsberg. Um, so it's, it's entirely possible that that's just something that will happen later. I don't know. It's interesting. You know, they had the uh, they had the big Christmas in July used equipment sale down at the Bridgestone Arena on Saturday. Oh, they did and, that already? Uh, okay. they, they did that. And my, my kids were down there. And you know who they ran into? Philip Forsberg. David Poyle. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. Hung out with them for a while. They talked to the kids. Um, ended up signing some stuff for him. It was it was really uh, really really kind of nice. Seems like he's pretty relaxed. Feels like he's okay. feeling the flow right now. So yeah, you know, I think he's he's in a, he's he's riding in a good position. He's got the he's got the front seat now, and uh, I think I think he's not quite done. That may just be me. You think he's done? I think there may still be a little bit of uh, David Poyle magic left in the tank. I, I don't. I don't think he's. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's probably done with most of his stuff. I mean, I, I, I technically he's not done because there's still Jakob Trenin. He has an arbitration hearing coming up. Uh, that's still got to be done. I mean, I so so yeah. No, he's not technically done. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be shocked. I would be surprised if he makes any more moves or if he signs any more players. I kind of think that this is getting close to the roster that that we that we see because now at least the two major forward losses that left the team, Conan and Cousins, have been replaced with the Zach Sanford group. I'm just going to call them that, the Zach Sanford group. Whoever emerges from that group of sub, sub-million-dollar replacement-level forwards. That sounds like, a, sounds like a prog rock group from the 70s. I think it sounds like the Zach Brown band. Oh. Zach Sanford group, yeah, you're right. It does sound like that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. So I'm Zach Sanford group. Vibes. And then you've got Nino Niederreiter, who's very clearly a top six four. So I, I, you know, you've got those players, and then, um, I mean, I guess with Michael McCarron still in the picture, I guess technically, technically he's your your fourth line center. Although I think it's probably likely going to be Cody Glass. I think they, that Cody Glass would get the that that final spot. And and then next to him, it's like the Zach Sanford person, and either Tolvanen or Tomasino, whoever else doesn't make it from that group. And then with the third line being, of course, Trenton assistance Janot. Um, real quick, Trenton's arbitration date is August second, I think. Is that right? I think it's August um, Tuesday. Tuesday, August second. Sounds right. He, they will. I, 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 I wouldn't be shocked if they get a deal done before the hearing even happens. I bet they. I, I definitely think they won't get to the hearing result before we see a signing. So. My prediction, two years, two million. Sounds good. I, I think that's okay. Maybe he gets one, one and a half million a year. Uh, I think that'd be a stretch. Two, year, two years, two million for Trenton. That's my prediction. That sounds right about where it should be, I think. Because that would get him right to his UFA year, give him two more years to really just shine, see if he yep. can get a long-term deal somewhere, maybe here. I don't know. Probably not at that point, but. Two year, two years, two million. Because Janot was at eight hundred last year. He's going to get to like three. I'm guessing 
his RFA year next year. But Trennan or Janot just like, you know, very clearly has a little bit more that you want to pay for. Trennan's great, yeah. but I just don't think that Trennan is, you know, if Sissons is a two, 2.8 really, if Sissons is a 2.8, Janot is at three. I think Trennan's, maybe Trennan's a million and a half. Maybe he's 1.5. What about 1.75? I think that's high. I think that's too high. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, so David Paul being done. I do. I, I think he's, for all intents and purposes, done with, with his, his shopping. Barring a trade, you know, there could be a trade. I don't know. I think there's a possibility you see a trade. I think maybe you you trade somebody um, that you, I mean, just to make a little bit more room in order to sign somebody who may bring a little more offensive impact. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I mean, I could see it happening. I don't know, you know, maybe you just, if you've kind of lost faith in some guys or you don't really see them with a way forward, you don't really need to clear too much space. So maybe you just make it, deal for future considerations and move on, get out of a, a contract or something like that that isn't very expensive. But in the meantime, you, you sign somebody to a year maybe or, or maybe even two um, at, at a you know decent amount of money just to get them in the door. Perhaps there is a waiver wire claim that they are waiting to make or like that. Obviously, waiver wire is not a thing yet. It's not until the season starts, but maybe they make a waiver wire claim. Maybe there's someone that someone on the team right that someone there's someone on the team right now. Maybe probably that Zach Zach Sanford group that is going to get <laughs> waived or cut or part of a trade deal. I don't know. I, the, 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 none of those signings make any sense because they're all kind of the same. Yeah. They're not going to roll with four of those dudes on the roster. There's not. I mean, no. and two of them two of them are getting paid in one way deals. So. They're gonna have a chance. One of them is gonna go. I mean, are they gonna? Are they, are they really gonna help me scratch Zach Sanford and Kiefer Sherwood all year long? Like, probably not. That no. Make sense. And, I, and I'll probably. tell you too, um, something's got to move there. And I think. I think now that you mention it, I want to say that Waiver Wire was the name of the Zach Sanford group's album that everybody, everybody's parents had back in the day. I think so. It's on eight track. And they opened for R.E.M. Pitlick, oh. Oh, a victim, man. a victim of the waiver wire. <laughs> victim of the waiver. That's where they got the idea. Yeah. Right. Oh man. All right. Um, so we are actually keeping this episode pretty short tonight because we've got a lot of things going on. But uh, I, unless you have anything else, that's all I got tonight. John. That, that's all I've got. I, you know, I, I feel feel confident in the direction that the team's going. Um, I'm curious to see how the rest of the offseason plays out, and I'm really curious to see what happens in camp. So um, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic at this point. So there you go. See. All right. You can check out all of our coverage at azsports.com. And please also go to onthefortech.com as well. You can follow me on Twitter at AlexDarty1. Follow Sean on Twitter at SCSOTF. I do, before we conclude, I do want to say this. We are potentially going to have a big announcement next week. That's all I'm going to say. Perhaps a big announcement next week. Perhaps. We'll see. About what? About something. Okay. 
related to keep you in the dark. Related to this show. Oh. Well, that's exciting. So, there we go. All right. All right. See you later, everyone.